You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kaylee LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and the topic of our podcast today is sensitive souls. Notice I didn't say sensitive people. I say souls because so many sensitive people are very deep, creative, artistic, and spiritually connected. They are so often deeply soulful. According to Elaine Aaron, the author of The Highly Sensitive Person, the sensitives make up about 20% of the population. Although 20% may not seem like a lot, it is significant. But if you put those of us who are highly sensitive up against the 80% who are not, we stand out as different unusual, strange, or even weird, because we see the world through a different lens. We see the world through the lens of our sensitivities. And really, this is a beautiful thing. It's important that the sensitives of the world realize that their sensitivity is a gift. It allows them to be more deeply attuned to the world and the people around them they more easily pick up on the subtle nuances. They're empathic in a way that allows them to be attuned to the people around them, which can be good or bad, depending on the people. We as sensitives feel things, we know things. We are on many levels more awake and aware than the average person because our sensitivities are like a radar that zeroes in on the energies around us. But as sensitive souls, we need to have a cognitive awareness of our gifts in order to learn how to navigate the world through this highly aware lens. Many sensitive souls develop a belief early on in life that the way people feel or people's moods have to do with the sensitive souls rather than the people experiencing the moods. If someone is in a bad mood, for example, we might feel that we did something wrong to cause that person to be in a bad mood, to be sad or angry or wherever that they're at. This is something we need to be very careful about because it's not only difficult for us, the sensitive one, but also for the person that we are empathing. For many people, our empathy can feel like an invasion. We feel things, we know things, and the average person prefers their feelings to belong in their private world. So if you ask an obviously angry person why they are so angry, they may snap and say, I'm not angry. The truth is they don't want you to be able to read them because they can't hide how they are feeling with you and so you become a liability. Although some people are conscious enough and emotionally mature enough to appreciate your ability to attune to them, many do not. And so you may tend to experience people as hostile towards you or avoidant towards you. The thing most of us need to realize is it isn't us. 
It's not us. The way people react to our sensitive nature is about them. It's about what they are hiding, running from, or avoiding. We are simply like the magnifying glass that is held up to the issue that one is trying to get away from. Sensitive souls are truly a gift to humanity because people need to become self-aware in order to heal their own deep wounds and therefore help the terrible state of our planet in its healing process. We need the mirrors. We need the magnifying glass. We can't heal an issue if we don't know what it is. Most of the healing that is needed in humanity is emotional healing and it is the emotional landscape within that people are running from, avoiding, and medicating. They don't want to feel anything bad or uncomfortable, so they shut it down through any means possible. Even sensitive souls may try to shut down their emotional world because it's too intense. But they have a much more difficult time doing this because their emotions are so colorful and such a part of who they are. And this is why so many sensitive souls find themselves on a healing path and even becoming healers themselves. They enter a world that makes sense to them. On the healing path, emotions are not the enemy. There is an understanding that we need to have balance between the mental, the physical, and the emotional. This is what is referred to as holistic healing. It considers the whole, the mental, the physical, and the emotional, spiritual. Many of our healing professions focus on only one aspect and ignore the rest. For example, Western medicine focuses on only the body part that is sick or hurting. It focuses on medicine itself. They may ask the question, what medication can be prescribed for this issue, or should it just be cut out? Holistic healing is about looking at the bigger picture. What's going on in your mind? How are you feeling emotionally? What's going on in your life right now? What was happening for you when the physical symptoms first started? Holistic healing considers you as a whole person. As sensitive souls, we hunger to be seen as a whole person. We have difficulty fitting into systems where we are not seen or heard. We may be more prone to psychosomatic illnesses and symptoms because our bodies rebel against a way of life that doesn't work for us. This may include relationships or jobs we are in. The body says no. Therefore, sensitive souls need to be more aware of their environment and listen more deeply to what is going on within. We don't have the luxury of just tuning out the dysfunction around us and continue to exist within it. Our spiritual role on the planet is to rebel against a dysfunctional system. Many sensitives may say, I don't like people. The deeper truth is not that they don't like people. They don't like the way they feel when they are around many different people 
because so many people are a product of our deeply dysfunctional society. Perhaps the sensitive souls are like the thorn in the side of dysfunctional society. We don't like it. We don't fit into it. We rebel against it. We sing it. We paint it. We write it and otherwise put it into art. We mirror to the dysfunctional society just how dysfunctional it is. It's no wonder so many sensitive souls are introverts who prefer to be left alone. Many isolate from society. Many take society in small doses. But this doesn't mean they are antisocial. The truth is, most sensitives have a deep love for people, for animals, and for nature. But amongst people, they feel like a fish out of water. They may do better in the solitude of nature or around their beloved pets. Many sensitive souls have a few close friends or family members who understand them and accept them as they are, or they surround themselves with people who are also sensitive like them. I think it's important to acknowledge that normal society, as we see it, is dysfunctional society. We, as a humanity, have become increasingly more dysfunctional. The leaders of our society have become increasingly more corrupt. Corporate organizations have become increasingly more selfish and greedy. People have to work much harder to earn that paycheck because corporations want to make a higher profit at their employees' expense. Having a job for many feels more like selling their soul, and in many ways, it is. Our society now, in 2024, is like a disease that's reached a critical stage. We need to heal or die because we can't keep going the way we currently are. All dysfunction has its limits. The alcoholic reaches a point where he can't continue drinking the way he is without losing his job, his family, his home, and everything he values. In the world of addiction, we recognize that when one hits bottom, this is when there's no place left to go but up. Either the addict embarks upon a healing path or dies to the life he or she once had. Here's something to think about. What if the sensitive people of the world are the seeds God planted into society to begin the process of healing? What if emotional awareness is necessary in order to heal? What if being more sensitive is necessary in order to tap in and tune in to the real problems of society? I'm not saying that sensitive souls are in any way better than. What I'm suggesting is that we have a role to play that doesn't involve fitting into the current paradigm. We have a role to play that has to do with seeing what is hidden so it can be brought to light. It is the scapegoat in a dysfunctional family that sees the truth and often speaks it breaking the unspoken rules of the family. Don't think, don't speak, don't feel. 
One becomes the scapegoat when it's in their nature to rebel against those unspoken rules. The sensitive can't not see what they see. They can't not feel what they feel. Where a dysfunctional system asks those plugged into the system to follow a set of impossible rules, the sensitive ones cannot follow these rules without severe consequences to their very soul. Therefore, they often become the scapegoats, the ones who are blamed for holding up a spotlight to the obvious dysfunction. In the world of recovery, we recognize the scapegoats of the dysfunctional family system as the ones who are typically the healthiest members of the family. They are typically the most aware and able to see the dysfunction where other members are blinded by their fear and unwillingness to see, let alone talk about the elephant in the room. The one who says, hey, there's an elephant in the room and it's wreaking all kinds of havoc is punished for speaking what they see. And this is happening on a global scale right now. There is a huge elephant wreaking havoc on the planet and people are starting to see it, speak it and know it, which breaks the rules of dysfunctional society. And do you know what I'm becoming aware of? The numbers are growing. Those who see it, feel it, and are willing to speak it are growing well beyond the 20%. This means we are in the early stages of a mass awakening, and some may even say we're far beyond the early stages. When you have a narcissist in the room, the narcissist will tell everyone with a strong conviction that the shirt that somebody is wearing is black when it's clearly white. He is so convincing that many of the people in the room question their own eyes and wonder if their vision is skewed. But the brave ones will speak up and say, no, it's white. And when they do, the others in the room feel validated. Yes, they did see it correctly. It is white. Charismatic leaders are able to convince the masses that they don't see what they see. They succeed at brainwashing the masses to believe they see something that is not there. Or they don't see something that is. I remember there was a cult in my community where the leader had the worst singing voice ever, but the cult members believed he had this beautiful, high vibrational voice that was very healing. And every time I would hear him, I would look around and see the cult members' eyes glazed over in a kind of hypnosis. I wondered if there was anyone in the cult who actually heard what I did and were just afraid to speak out. I did speak to an ex-member of the cult who finally was able to break free. She was so horribly blamed and shamed from the cult members who were like her family that it did a substantial amount of emotional and psychic damage. Fortunately, she was able to heal and move on with her life, but it took some time. 
she was the one that was able to see what the others were blind to. And this is also what happens in narcissistic systems. We're brainwashed into believing a certain narrative. And once we break away in order to heal, it takes time to unravel the narrative and trust our own eyes, ears, and felt sense. I've long said that we live in a very narcissistic society and those who are waking up now from narcissism and able to see it, spot it, feel it, and know its level of dysfunction and destruction are the ones who are helping society to wake up because we can't be brainwashed by the deception any longer. Those who want for you to remain trapped in the illusion narcissistic society is weaving will try and make you question and doubt yourself, your own sanity, your own belief system, and everything that is you. The way forward for sensitive and awakening souls is trust yourself. Trust what you see. Trust what you feel. Trust what you know. Don't allow the sick members of society to cause you to doubt yourself. You are awake and aware for a reason. Your sensitivity is there for a reason. You matter. You're so important to the awakening and healing of mankind. So embrace your sensitivity. Be proud to be who you are. Know that who you are is deeply purposeful and needed at this time of global awakening. Sensitive souls, it's time to conquer your fear of being who you have come here to be. We need you. We need your light. We need the light you shine on the sickness of society. We need you to expose the darkness. We need you to lead the way for those members of society who are waking up to the deeper truth right now. We need you to say, yes, I see the elephant in the room. Let's take the three D's of dysfunctional society, deception, denial, and destruction and replace it with the three R's, revelation, revolution, and rebirth. Revelation means we see it. Revolution means we will no longer participate in it. And rebirth is as a result of our seeing it and refusing to participate in it, we usher in a new world a friendly universe who embraces its people with love, understanding, and compassion. Sensitive souls know that your sensitivity is a gift even when it feels like a curse. Know you've come here for a reason and step fully into your purpose. You matter. You are important. And if you trust what you see and feel, you will find your way to where you truly belong. Thank you so much for being with me today and listening. And if you want to find out more about me and my work, please visit NarcissismFree.com or KaleaLaRoche.com. Have a great day, and we'll see you in the next podcast.